Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought as we journey through Matthew's Gospel in the first part of 2021, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Ros Williams. Um, so it's lovely to see you all and to hear you all this morning. And um, I want you to imagine the scene this morning. Jesus is teaching Pharisees and chief priests. And he's not teaching people who love him. He's not teaching people who hang on his every word. He's teaching people who feel threatened by him, people who want to harm him. And we'll see in this passage Jesus' courage to speak the truth. Um, These Pharisees and um, chief priests would have known that Israel is sometimes referred to as a vineyard. In Isaiah 5, Israel was referred to as a vineyard. So they would have known what Jesus was talking about. We're in um, Matthew chapter 21, starting at verse 33. And Jesus says this. He says, listen to another parable. There was a landowner. So Jesus is talking about God. The landowner represents God. And this landowner planted a vineyard, and he's talking about Israel there. He, that's the landowner, put a wall round it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servants, that's the prophets, to the tenants, the people of Israel, to collect fruit. The tenants seized his servants. They beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. Then he sent other servants, that's more prophets to them, more than the first time, and the tenants treated them the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. And of course, the son is Jesus. And when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, this is the heir, come let's kill him and take his inheritance. They took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? He will bring those wretches to a wretched end, they said. That's the chief priests and Pharisees. Um, and, And they went on and he will rent the vineyard to other tenants who will give him his share of the crop at harvest time. Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures? So Jesus is quoting the Jewish scriptures to these Jewish leaders using what the Jewish leaders know, Jesus quotes Psalm 118 and he says to them, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvellous in our eyes. Therefore I tell you the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. Anyone who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces. Anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. And when the Pharisees and chief priests heard Jesus' parables, they knew he was talking about them. They looked for a way to arrest him, but they were afraid of the crowd because the people held that he was a prophet. So this parable shows us about the generosity of God. Generous from the beginning, the landowner planted the vineyard, dug a watchtower, built a wall around it, sent servants and even sent his son. God chose Israel, provided for Israel, sent prophets to Israel, and he even sent Jesus. And then the parable also shows us about God's judgment. Therefore, I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you 
and given to a people who will produce fruit. The generosity of God is there, the gift of God is there, but Jesus is saying to these Jewish leaders, if you reject me, the kingdom of God will be given to other people. If we reject the Son, there is judgment. And as the words Son and Stone in English are similar, they have similar letters, that's the same in the Hebrew. So the word for um, Son in Hebrew is Ben, like the name, and Eben, with an E at the beginning, means stone in this passage. The sun and the stone are the same. Verse 44 says, anyone who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces and anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. So Jesus, the sun in the vineyard, the cornerstone, the Messiah, God's anointed, has power over all earthly kingdoms. He can break things to pieces. He is more powerful and eventually we will see his power in full. And Jesus shows us in verse 42 how God works. He says, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvellous in our eyes. Jesus was rejected. Isaiah 53 says, Jesus was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, familiar with suffering. The rejected stone became the cornerstone all by God's grace, all God's provision. Jesus, the one who would be rejected and killed, would rise again victorious and become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvellous in our eyes. And it seems obvious, doesn't it? Surely these Pharisees would understand what Jesus was saying. You're going to kill the Son. I'm the Son. There will be judgment. But they are blind to him, and they still plot to kill him. We need to keep on praying for those who are blind to the truth of who Jesus is, that they would meet him and know the truth and put their hope in him. This is good news. Jesus came and died and rose and has become the cornerstone. And we Jews and Gentiles, we everyone can receive God's generosity, his goodness, his grace, his mercy. And the temptation for us can be to think, well, I'm not a Pharisee. I'm not a chief priest. I'm not even a religious leader. But the call for each of us is to turn to the sun, to turn to the cornerstone, to turn to him in repentance and in faith and to choose to follow him and to receive his mercy again today. Amen. Well, today we prayed for people to become Christians. Ross spoke about people who'd hardened their heart to God, the people of God who had turned away and rejected him. And we prayed that people wouldn't reject God. We, we prayed for Clapham, we prayed for the ministries of our church, and we prayed for people we knew. And I'd encourage you to do the same thing today. Pray that people would accept Jesus Christ, that they would accept his hope, particularly as we look towards Easter. There's a sign on the banner on the side of the church now that says, there is hope. And we want to pray that over everyone we know.